Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias Dahlberg. I am the founder and chief strategist here at Wonder Inc. And in this episode, I'm talking to a fellow brand consultant, Brian Soy. He is the founder and agency principal of a company called Aspire. And uh, this is one of those episodes that I really, really love personally because we get to talk about branding from a perspective of purpose and mission. And so the way that he speaks of brand and branding is just beautiful to me because there's no, there's not even an ounce of, of fake or, or trying to you know, project an image of something you're not. This is really about, or his view is really about purely setting out on a mission and being driven through your own purpose. And that means doing something that is authentically about caring for customers, about making a difference instead of just manufacturing an image. And that is what branding should be all about. So I'm sitting here with Brian Soy today, and so welcome to the show, Brian. Great to have you on. Uh, we got connected through some mutual friends, and I'm really excited. I think uh, I've, I've been reading up on a lot of your posts on LinkedIn, and I've been checking out your stuff, and I've been loving it. And uh, I thought this is uh, really, really nice to to connect and uh, have a good discussion about brands. And let's see where we go with the discussion. Maybe we go beyond. Who knows? Sure. Beyond branding. I love that idea. Yeah. So um, for the listeners that might not know who you are, could you just give us a little bit of an introduction? You know, who are you and uh, how did you get your job? Huh. So my name is Brian Soy, and I am the agency principal for a firm called Aspire, and that's A-E-S-P-I-R-E, but it carries the same meaning as the word Aspire to achieve greater. And so what we do is we help our clients achieve greater by clarifying their mission, their message and marketing so that they can create a brand that inspires. And we've we've come to this point after many years of, of really thinking through what it means to be an organization that creates, you know, a, what, what is a brand that inspires? And we we find that typically it's got four things. One, it's focus, um, it's engaging, uh, it's inspiring, of course, but it's, and it's also powerful. Right. When you say powerful, is that from the perspective of the customer or how do you define, how would you look at that? You know, it can, it can be both. Um, if, if we don't believe our own brands are powerful as a brand owner, then our, our customers aren't going to either. Yeah. Uh, so we have to be confident. We and that that power can be the confidence in believing that it can help change their lives, and then has that uh, that possibility of making a difference for people. Yeah. It, it's just it's a mindset. Yeah. And uh, and going back to so what is your your story? I mean, how did you how did you um, start? Did you find found the company yourself or? I did. I founded the company 23 years ago. It's a Respect. classic American story where I got laid off from the job I had. And uh, just I started as a freelancer, uh, quickly changed my mindset to, no, I'm, I'm more than a freelancer. I'm starting a small firm. And I worked solo for a couple of years. Hmm. Uh, and... Um, we're actually worked at American Greetings, which is one of the two major greeting card manufacturers in North America for oh. nine months until my business just 
kept growing and the demands of you know, basically working for two businesses got to be too much. And uh, But there was, it was still really informative because I got to see corporate America and I got to see that I don't fit in corporate America. So being able to work directly with clients like I do and uh, being able to influence you know, different movements, different organizations like I do one-to-one just was much more appealing. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and over the years I've had some great foundational clients that we continue to work with. Um, one of the more successful community colleges in America has been a longtime client and, um, you know, and it's all these, all these engagements with different clients and then the type of, of work that I've done and evolved through that have, think brought me to this point and I yeah. I look at these different points in my career so I started off as a generalist graphic designer and that's my background and you and I were talking about backgrounds a little bit yeah learning marketing kind of a trial and error along the way but you know designing things and making them either communicate more clearly or for the aesthetic reasons um, I've got a very strong and long history of hand lettering and type design wow that's nice yeah and yeah. it's i mean that's like a whole nother conversation yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> um yeah and then and then started to specialize really try to focus on a specific market specific perspective and uh and then and out of that grew also not only be the agency principal but a writer and so i've got one i've got se- actually several published books but one on branding and communications with another one in the back of my mind that's starting to form. Wow. And uh, I think it's always interesting to hear where people come from because the the brand word has so many meanings. And and I think a little bit depending on people's background, sometimes people come into the branding arena with quite a different sort of mindset depending on who you are. Sometimes it's business people or designers or marketers, advertising people. Uh, can you share a little bit what is your take on brand? How, you know, what does it mean to you and what is perhaps its importance? Talk about that. Yeah. So there's a couple of perspectives on there. You know, one is, is that really the one I operate in now is, you know, that brand is the story that we tell ourselves about the products or services that we interact with. Hmm. And that's, it's got this twofold perspective because one, so as a consumer, I brand everything, um, and mm. so by that by that perspective, everybody brands. So, when you're uh, going into Starbucks, you're telling yourself a story about star- how Starbucks makes you feel. Right. At, at the same time, Starbucks has to be telling you a story at the same time, because mm. if they don't tell you a story that that aligns, then you're filling in the gaps in your story with what you think versus what they want you to think. Yeah, that's so, very interesting. Right? Yeah. So think so think about it. So you know, branding's like this gentle tug of war, and if, if your listeners could see me, so imagine your fingers if you if you just put them together and they interlock yeah. like this, you know, then there's complete I call that brand alignment. But yeah. most of the time, it's maybe there's two of the fingers interlocked, and there's these. You know, here's the the two things that the brand maybe it's the values, maybe it's the uh, maybe it's something cause-related the brand wants you to believe in as a result of buying their product, but you don't feel that. Yeah. And so it's up to us then as a brand owner to think about and be aware of what people are feeling and experiencing so that we can understand how to bring everything 
into closer alignment. Yeah, so that's really interesting that you used the word story. Uh, is story, is that close to the word meaning, like an interpretation and what things mean to you? Or, or would you, yeah. How did you come up with, with the, the word story? Uh, it's in that context it's more worldview worldview right yeah 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 so i believe certain things about the world around me and those so and my values follow the things that are most meaningful and important to me right. so for instance you know one one great way to look at that is our money follows our values so yeah. when we buy things it's because yeah. we value them or Love when that. we yeah. donate so when we donate to something, uh, to a cause, it's because our values align with what change they're trying to make. Yeah. And that's powerful. So you work a lot also in the in the uh, charity sector. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we do. We work with all types of organizations, although we're starting to see some patterns, which is interesting. A lot of opioid and addiction mental health organizations uh, got a long history with food banks, which are which are distribution centers that distribute food to local pantries okay. and, and charity organizations. And then a lot of higher education work. And how does branding come into play there? Is that a way to attract more funding? by aligning uh, the values with, like you said, the money follows the values? Or how do they think of branding and how are you working with branding in that context? Yeah, it's it's both aligning the, the values of the organization with people who are interested in being generous and you know, it's part of, and, and that still at the end of the day comes down to communications and so branding becomes part of that communication so yeah. let's say food food bank versus uh, animal charity mm. some people are going to don't really be interested in donating to a food bank especially when they say children and seniors are most at risk for hunger because they're going to think Oh, I've got children. I don't want other children to be hungry. Or I've got grandchildren. I don't want them to be hungry. So, mm. this, you know, part of the, that brand story needs to be that we care about children and seniors as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Whereas, when it comes to say animal charities, the people who donate to those are people who really love animals. And, you know, I would say for the most part, everybody loves people, but. Not everybody loves animals. So if you're sure. trying to convert those people who maybe love people but don't care as much about animals, it's a, it's more of a struggle because, again, it's what you value. If you value human life over animal life, mm. there's a difference there. And that, that may be, seem to be an extreme, but um, maybe it's education and, and you value putting your name on a building as a major donor as, as opposed to actually educating and providing scholarships for students. So one is more altruistic, whereas the other one's more ego-driven. Right, right. And what I really like about listening you speak and also the, the research I did up front and reading your stuff before, you talk a lot about values, you talk about mission, and you talk about purpose. And I think that's very, 
not only relevant in today's world where it's also becoming like outside the charity world, I'm just thinking about business in general, it's becoming more and more difficult to stand out and differentiate and create value on the level of, of the product and service, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is the, the sort of inherent value, the benefits, the features. I think like going much deeper or higher, depends on how you want to look at it, is just the trend in branding right now. Maybe you come in from a different, for a different reason, and especially with charities, I understand it's like what you have to do, but it's also what's happening, I think, in a big way in the whole world of branding right now. Would you agree with that? I, I would totally agree. It's, you know, when, we look, when you look at um, an example of an organization like Tom's Shoes, where they say, you buy a pair, we give a pair. I think people know them as much for that and, and buy the shoes as much for that. Yeah. A higher higher purpose as they do for you know buying a pair of shoes that's really comfortable yeah um, and, we, and we talk with our corporate clients we talk to them all the time about that because we say look you know we, we can help you increase revenue or accelerate growth but you know let's push back and let's let's look at you know, what's the mission of the organization and what's the strategy behind it and how does that then come through in your messaging because purpose and mission needs to be inherent in messaging Right, and if yeah. it's not there, then you know, then there's there's a hole in in the marketing and communication side. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I ha- so I have this phrase that our any prospective client or any client hears at some point, and I say, "Purpose is the foundation for mission and vision, but impact is what matters." Right. Yeah. And, That's good. And if the, their purpose is to be the hero to help someone accomplish their mission in life to make a difference of some kind or create change of some kind or do something of some kind yeah. that's yeah and um, it, yeah and it and it and it changed the brand perspective we'll say all of a sudden it's it's they 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 have this transformational flip and they think oh wait it's not about us our brand really isn't about us our brand is about how we're helping somebody change their life or make a difference or accomplish something that's aligns with their dreams and goals. Yeah, I love that. I, 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 in turn, go around saying that branding is not just about differentiation from the perspective of yourself, but it's about making a difference. And I think that's where we are thinking is, is definitely overlapping. I see so much of that, like something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that differentiation tends to come from the perspective of how are we different than our competitors, uh, whereas I think, uh, as Martin Neumeier would say, flipping it would mean how do you make a difference for people? So I think like comparing yourself to a competitor is just a wrong framing. And I think like that's why it's much healthier to start with the purpose and see how you can align yourself with the purpose of customers and see how you can just genuinely help them. And typically, if you do that really well, you're going to create value that it's, is likely to differentiate you from competition. But it just tends to be somewhat um, self-centered, I guess, when you, you think about yourself versus competition. Right, right. So if we, and I'm sure you do some work with positioning of Yeah, quite a lot, yeah, yeah. And organizations. And the one thing that's been really breakthrough for us in the past year is when we create these purpose statements or sometimes we'll call them mission scripts is we include a component of the audience that they're seeking to make the change for. And it, 
it just changes the whole conversation because it forces it forces the organization to be not only differentiate better but understand what the distinctives are so that's a that's a different word a separate word but similar that i've been using in differentiation conversations it's that's great you know, you're different in this way but what are you really distinctive or what, mm. what are your distinctives in doing that right right and so what would be your advice let's say um some of the listeners of this podcast are are entrepreneurs or small businesses and are or and people working for bigger organizations as well but maybe if we focus on the smaller ones let's say you want to build your brand how can you tap into the power of purpose and mission the way that you mean it what would you what type of advice would you do and what is perhaps the process yeah so it's interesting um and I, I think you've been seeing some of these posts, and I know, I know you have on, uh, yeah. on on LinkedIn about what I call this clarity manifesto, and it's an evolution of my original book, yeah. manifesto, which is was called the Cause Manifesto, and it was really about communications. So I'm going to pull those up here, so I have them in front of me. But focusing on what I, I still call, if you want your brand to really resonate with customers, as a, especially as a small business. The couple of the key principles that you can never deviate from is you have to be consistent mm. and you have to have complete clarity in your communications. Um, there's this inversion. The smaller your organization is, the more consistent you need to be with messaging and with uh, communicating brand values, communicating you know, what you, who you are, what you do, why it matters and right. the impact your your or difference you're going to make for them. And if yeah. you, if you're not consistent like that, if people see that you're all over the place, then that that just gets really hard for them because they're just not sure who uh, you know in a sense who you are or and what you stand for. Right. So um so I always say you know there's these four dimensions of communication and culture again that are, are important and that's why I created this set of guiding principles called now it's Next edition is the Clarity Manifesto for right. aligning mission and purpose and values. Where can you find and, those, by the way, if you can share? Well, right now they are just being shared one at a time on LinkedIn because it's just, just for um, feedback. But within the next two to three weeks, they will be online at Aspire and an article, and then there'll be a, a poster you can download to have those Great. printed out, put it on your wall. So these four dimensions are the purpose-driven. So what's your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? They are inspirational and uh, principles. They are relational principles because if we focus on programs over people, mm. we're not then we're not building relationships. And finally, those aspirational principles. You know, what's what's the big vision? And you know, even if it's a short term, in three years, you have a vision to accomplish something. What is that? Mm. If you don't have that vision. You don't have focus. You mm. don't have. You don't have a path, and without a path, you know, there's there's a proverb that says, without, without vision, people perish. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe it's a little extreme, but it just means without guidance, mm. they don't they don't know who to follow or what direction to go in. Yeah, and I think it's especially painful for employees who are supposed to build a brand and and do a good job when. If you can't really get that working internally, there's no way it's ever going to manifest externally. I think uh, building on that, maybe um, 
where do you where do you think the biggest challenges for brand building lie? Like, are they in the internal factors, external strategy? Like, what what is in your experience the the most difficult part? Yeah, the the one thing that I really think is is the biggest challenge is for an organization to understand, in a sense, their brand personality, which means what are the things that and that never change hmm. and the things that guide us but how and that but then also how to express that right uh, it's you know an organization that's you know say a financial management firm well they don't want to necessarily come across as fun and bubbly yet maybe maybe the because customers need to see them as credible and reliable but but perhaps the personality of the owner so they're just a really upbeat person, and, mm-hmm. and and if that starts to come through in a way that is counter to what customers expect of a financial management firm, right? Yeah, that that could be counterproductive. So that's that constant struggle because people are like I don't know why people aren't connecting with us. It's like we got this great product, we've got a great service, we've got great customer service, we know what we're doing, but something's not right here. And, and right. I think we see examples of that day in and day out where. Um, so case in point, Facebook, right? I don't know how much Facebook advertising it's going to take to convince me that they care about me or my data or, (laughs) 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 Uh, you know, they, they run ads on television, fast company magazine seems to be enamored with them. And so, uh, I, I had pulled out an old issue of fast company the the other day and it said, has Mark Zuckerberg on it and it says, understand, learn about values from Facebook. And it's like, Nah, just, <laughs> something's just not aligning here. <laughs> right. So um, who, yeah. they, who they say they are don't doesn't align and is not aligning with mm. their personality. How do you do that though? Let's say, let's say again the the example of maybe the smaller company that you you really dig and uh, discover your purpose and your mission, and let's say now you have it. How does that sort of cascade into what you're doing or how does that connect to both how you work internally and how that sort of manifests as product services, you know, experiences that connect with the, the end users or, or consumers? Sure. No, that's a great question. So, yeah, if say, say you start with a set of three guiding principles and, and articulated a description and a definition of what it, what that looks like in action. So, uh, that becomes character. Characters are values in action. So this mm. is the character of how we're going to work. And we're going to treat all of our customers with respect. We're going to you know, meet their needs and honor our promise to them. So, and again, I'm just riffing here. Yeah. Uh, and then start to deliver on that promise to the customers and n- not only in how they're being served, but quality of product in and communications and whether that's on a, you know, the website or social media, because again, we see examples where, you know, communications are true, websites are true. All of a sudden this tweet comes out of nowhere that totally sets a brand back by a year because somebody posts something that's just, go, you know, just goes totally against the grain of who they are. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and yours is a small business. Mine is a small business. It's, completely personal at this level Hmm. and you know so often all of the the 
the bigger entrepreneur fast company Inc. magazine. They're talking about these big brands and you should learn these eight lessons from, you know, how Airbnb does this. It's like, okay, that's Airbnb and they're big and they're distributed. You know, if we just focus on serving people with integrity and respecting them mm. and staying a lot and, and engaging them, meaning I'm listening to what you're saying to us and what you're saying is that we're not meeting your need in this area. So it's not up to you to change. It's up to us to change. Right. So keeping that open dialogue going and just, again, keeping it relational. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. that really resonates. I, I mean, as someone who, like you said, running a small business, that's definitely true. Like there is a point, I think, where you can you can create a brand strategy for yourself and, and you could do it the same way as you would for a bigger company. But then again, I think you, all you need, like you said, it's just a, some really common sense things. Of course, but you need to have <laughs> yeah. that purpose uh, drive you. I did that exercise. I have to confess that I was I was this uh, preaching about these things and I hadn't really done them myself for a while. Or let's say I had at the beginning and there was some time in between that I didn't. And I realized just how powerful that is. And it made me feel really stupid uh, because I, I reconnected with a purpose. And then suddenly all these ideas just started flowing and I had all this energy. And I was like, yeah, that's what I've been saying all these years. <laughs> and it just like, it's weird how you can sometimes forget the importance of that when you, while you're busy trying to fix the other small things that actually don't matter as much. So, yeah. Oh, it, uh, yeah, and I can fully appreciate that because I... I'm at that point, a colleague of mine just said, you know, let's get together and I want you to tell me the big vision for Aspire. And, and I had to stop and say, oh, okay. Uh, you know, because, you know, just to be honest, our organizations change and, and we have to respond to the market. If we keep trying to sell the same thing and nobody wants to buy it, yeah, we have to change. And we have to listen to our customers. And so as we go through a bit of a pivot where we focus less on one area, and, and transition to another, you know, somebody asked me last week, what's, what's your area of specialization? And I had to pause. I'm like, you know, like, what's your niche? Like, um, what do you want? You no, know, we're brand, we're a branding agency. And, and I don't want to say, you know, that's so broad because everybody yeah, brands. Yeah. yeah. But um, if I can say, you know, we're a branding agency that helps higher education and, and, um, you know, say consulting firms really connect that want to serve organizations like higher ed that's t more tightly focused and it's it's cross-disciplinary yeah um, so yeah, yeah, yeah when i figure it out i'll, I'll let you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah actually speaking of that i i just uh, reminded myself that actually this podcast came about from that exercise i was i was mentioning i was asking myself too much like what do we want to achieve and then i was thinking hmm what is something i've been saying to customers a lot lately and that's really like hey, don't only focus on your own vision for your own future, but what is the vision for your customer? Where do you want to take them? How do you want to make a difference in their lives? And then I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'm eating my own cookie right now. And I, I was not. And then I thought to myself, okay, if we like go back and think about our purpose, and I, I started asking myself, like, what's the impact? Uh, maybe it's the, you know, the age that it's, you know, can older start asking yourself, what's the impact? I'm closing in my 10th year as an entrepreneur. And so, and then I started saying like, what if I could, you know, in some way uh, help inspire people and really genuinely help people um, 
build brands that would not just make them more successful and happy, but their customers, and wouldn't that be great? And then I thought, hmm, then I just need to to share, you know, ideas with more people and connect with more people. So that's actually how this podcast came to be and, and a lot of other things I now do. And I think that's what I was speaking to. I just like, I just want to like underline it. I know you do this for a living, but for anyone listening, like it's not just something that us consultants talk about. Like it's, tr- it's really powerful when you go through the exercise and suddenly it's like you open up this vault of ideas and creativity when you really have that direction and it, when it's really tied into something even emotional for yourself like what would it mean if you really thought about helping the customer and actually caring about them because I think a lot of people and I was really someone to who missed this that I, I was thinking more what can we do for us to be successful as a company and that is sort of I think starting from the wrong end but I've learned my lesson now no, I, I, I can you know, good good <laughs> and I, I completely agree I, it's it, you know, if we are focused solely and 100 percent on our customers and client success then we'll be successful yeah because they'll know that we care more about them than they do about us and but i i find that's um it's a principle that the bus- business culture still doesn't get yeah and and so but again that that helps is, you know, for, for a company that practices or an entrepreneur who operates that way what a distinctive what a differentiator yeah exactly uh, and isn't that funny that, you know, on the other hand, the only way you can grow a business is through the customer, right? You know, like, the, and so it should be second nature. What we're talking about now should be like, oh, that's like business 101. It should be self-evident, yet it's not. I think that's, that's what's so funny about it. Like we, right. like there are actually people like you and me can, they can make a living going out and, and talking about this that should be self-evident. So it's the idea that, if, if we're going to eat our own cookie and, and we as, you know, we're not going to, going to advise our clients on this is good for you. We're going to demonstrate it and that it's good for us because it's about the deeper purpose. It's about the cause, which is far more powerful than a brand. Right. Um, you know, we, we, can, we can make up words that we think apply to a, an organization or our, our own organization or our brand. And if we repeat them often enough and simply enough, people will believe them. But if they see, wow, there's something deeper to that, and those words that they're telling me represent that, and mm. they fully believe it, well, then that makes me want to believe it too, because obviously, they're worth following. I mean, the, yeah. You know, who, when we when we follow somebody, we follow them because we believe what they say, and we we believe in the actions they're taking. Yeah. And yeah. Wow! If, if if all of our brands were that way, if people believed what we said 100%, because what does that lead to? I mean, all marketing in my mind leads to one thing, and that's trust. Hmm. Yeah. So if, if we're spending all of our time to nurture trust, then success will flow, money will flow, because those are simply proof of the exchange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think marketing has a big challenge in, in making up for all that lost trust. There, were, there was a bit long time where that was exploited in, in bad ways. And I think now people are, the all-time trust towards brands and companies, I think it's like the all-time low now, or at least it was a couple of years when there was some survey. So uh, sure. is the lesson then that we just need to do more responsible, uh, authentic 
marketing that is really connected to the purpose and mission? Is that the takeaway, you think, or how would you put it? Yeah, I, I think it is because then if, 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 if we believe that we are here doing what we do to help our, our customers or clients achieve success, then we're going to be concerned with how we communicate with them and where we communicate with them about, you know, you're doing the podcast and, you know, I, I write a lot. I have a part-time podcast. Um, the, this clarity manifesto, the cause manifesto, I give those away because I think they will help people change the way they operate. And if people think, well, if they're giving away this really valuable content that obviously took them a long time to create, yeah, they must, they must really believe in it because, you know, there's a lot of people out there. It's like, I'm going to gate it. I'm going to, I'm going to I just want to sell it. Right. No, yeah. if we, if, you know, if you and I can help people change the way they think, then we're going to change the way they behave. Right. Right. And, so, and culture changes after that. Yeah. What is, um, thanks, Brian. This has been really insightful. And, uh, I want to still ask you, what is it that drives you and, uh, what is, is your purpose if there's something you want to share? Yeah, what drives me, there's, there's a couple of things. One is it's um, the work I do is very spiritual. It's faith-based. Um, you know, yeah. And I believe I'm, I'm called to do what I do, and that's to help. Um, you know, and, and so if, if I'm able to just share that, I, I, I believe I'm, I'm called to help people understand that there is not only a greater purpose, there's a greater um, reason behind that purpose. And for me, it, it's God. And um, and I, I work to point people to him. But at the same time, it's just a matter of, okay, now I've got these gifts. I'm responsible for using them to help people communicate better and yeah. just find clarity for their purpose and for their calling and for their mission. So just being able to translate that over into, you know, brands with purpose, you know, we mentioned real early in the conversation, this idea of beyond branding. And it's a phrase I use from time to time, because it's like, let's go beyond that. Let's go beyond the superficial to something right. deep. Yeah. Because I, I really feel like I've got a responsibility to be a cultural influence. Yeah. And if I don't take that responsibility seriously, I'm going to look at my life at the end and, you know, I'm 57, so, and I don't plan on retiring. I'm hoping you for look very young for your age, years. though. I have to say that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to be people to be able to look back and say, Oh, I remember, I remember this thing that Brian Soy and Aspire did, and it's made such a difference in my life and my career and our organization. Um, because then it's, then it's not about this idea of legacy. Oh, what will they remember me for? It's about I've helped people create impact into the future. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a backwards thinker. I'm a forward looker, and impact is what matters. You know, um, wow. Not, not you know legacy is important, but impact. And if I can make it from a little town in the Midwest in Ohio impact that goes beyond this this office, that for me is what drives me. Wow, that is. That's so impressive. I maybe in closing, like we started out talking about how people come into branding with different perspectives, and I think you've just proven that you are someone who comes. You come with such grace and purity, and it's like 
unlike anything I've heard, really. I mean, you know, at the far other end, you have the more superficial, even the fake and the exploitation. And your worldview on branding is just about truth and, and, and uh, you know, connecting to a higher purpose and meaning. I think that's, that has to be the future of branding. That's my takeaway. <laughs> that has to be because it's, it's truth. It's not based on anything that you're trying to be something you're not really. It's really about connecting back to what you really are and how you're going to help people and make a difference. I mean, I, if that's not a winning formula, then I don't know what is. Right. And, and that's, that's what makes you believable yeah. as a brand. Is, and, and people see through fake brands all the time. But yeah. they're, um, in, a, in a world that's just searching for meaning, people want something believable and so, yeah, that, that's how that's how I approach it. It may it may seem to some people to be a bit um, idealistic, but I, I've been told I'm an idealist before. <laughs> I, I'm working to make it very, pra- you know, and I am. I'm working to make it very practical. And, and um, yeah, oh, sorry, no, just you know, through some very defined processes that we follow, so that it's repeatable and people can see that we can make we can make a measurable difference by applying this idealistic approach to a very practical purpose. Absolutely. And I think we could not be in this business doing what we do unless we were optimistic about the future and about our clients' future. There's just no way. It's just too heavy. (laughs) There's so much to (laughs) it. We both know what we mean, right? Uh, But hey, Brian, thanks so much. This was really wonderful. I I really appreciate it. And I respect um, everything you had to say. And it really made an impact on me just listening to you. And I, I am, I'm sure that same thing happened to, to a lot of the listeners there. Thanks so much for joining. And final question, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way to connect with me is at uh, through my website, right? uh, aspire.com. That's A-E-S-P-I-R-E.com. And uh, there's contact form there or simply brian at aspire.com. And of course, I'm I'm on all the social media. Just at sign Brian Soy, and uh, great. So, sometimes I'm really active. Sometimes I'm not. But <laughs> um, you can you can find me there. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Thanks so much, and all the best to you in the future. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, Tobias. Really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thanks again for listening, and hope you enjoyed the episode at least as much as I enjoyed talking to Brian and making this for you. Have a fantastic week.